Hello and welcome to another edition of the QPR podcast, Up and On Ours. It's me, Paul, and I'm with two QPR fans today. Um, one's a very special fan because he's in New York. It's half past three in the afternoon and he's pissed. Welcome, Paul <laughs> Curtis. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Not quite. You're not really drunk. Not, not quite as drunk as you think I am, but good. Well, you look, you look, I have to say, you look well. Your, your house is still looking a bit Christmassy. You know saying, yeah, I leave the lights up just to cheer the place up. You know, I was going to have a shave, and I thought, no, I'm going to keep it real. You know, you, you, I call in sick from work today. You know, so uh, in case they ever see this, I want to. <coughs> I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Feeling better already. You know, this is like straight to audio, mate. Oh, it is. Oh, good, good. Better than shave. <laughs> right, our second guest is John Rees, who is Dotty's dad, but not only Dotty's dad, he's a QPR fan in his own right, and um, we're going to talk about Dotty's journey and everything else, we're going to talk about Rangers West, John, welcome by the way, fella, um, I mean, yeah, thank, uh, thank, thanks for, for having me tonight, guys, it's, um, it's, a, it's a privilege to sit down and, and have a chat. Well, it's, it's, I think the privilege is ours, big man, it's, you yeah. know, me, like, you know, we, we, I, I was sitting here before we came on air, people. I was moaning because I accidentally put ad glue into diesel. Not a good thing to do. Costs you a lot of money. And then I caught myself on remembering I'm talking to John and what you're going through. So for anyone who doesn't know, John, can you fill us in and Dotty, the background and what's going on with uh, QPR, if you don't mind? Yeah, well, Dotty was diagnosed with uh, an inoperable brain tumour in September 2020. And obviously, we'd been through a period... Of struggle, uh, an emotional sort of black hole, really. Um, and I, I found sort of solace and help with with my mental health and things like that, talking to fellow QPR fans. Um, Facebook and social media has been really good for that. You know, people knock social media, but uh, you know, I, I found it found it really good. Um, it's all got a bit weird. I mean, you know, me and Bella, my middle daughter, have been you know, QPR fans for, for years, and Bella loves it. She loves coming to the football and watching it. And I mean, we, we got to a point where just before Christmas, Bianca invited us to come to the Fam Zone Day. And, you know, that was going to be absolutely brilliant. You know, I was... Mm. I'll, I'll talk another day about the day Bianca got in touch. And my, <laughs> when I write my memoirs, it'll be a... Uh, It'll be a big chapter in there. But, um, yeah, obviously that day got cancelled because of COVID and Dottie wasn't well enough to go to um, Hamleys on that day. So shortly sort of after Christmas, Bianca contacted us and said, I'd like to do something to raise some funds for Dottie. And that's yeah. where she came up with the idea of walking Mount Snowden. And it's kind of snowballed from there, really. Well, I see what you did there. <laughs> Claire, you, this PR stuff, I tell you. So basically, it's help partly driven by a player's wife, which is obviously Bianca Johnson, for anyone listening to who's been on Mars for the last six months or whatever. Um, yeah, she's been pretty amazing, though, hasn't she? I mean, even followed from afar. She, she's been absolutely astounding. Um, just the support she's, she's given us. Um, you know, you look at the funds that have been raised so far on the, on the sponsorship page. It's just been astounding. You know? And as I said on the pitch on Saturday at half-time when I was speaking to Paul, 
that was a nerve-wracking experience. Um, yeah, you did well. <laughs> oh, I try not to mumble my words too much. But, my job. Uh, it, you know, to have that financial support, when you look at the statistics of brain tumours, um, you know, I won't go too much into detail because it, it, it can be upsetting, but okay. to have that financial support, you know, she's five years old, uh, well, once we're through all of this and we, we look at supporting her for the rest of her life, those, those, those funds will do that. And also there's so much research going on. Brain tumor research is so underfunded that, you know, having those funds there will enable us to go abroad uh, to research centre, you know, that is possibly researching her type of brain tumor. And have you, uh, have you, have you uh, been in touch with any organisations here in the States? Uh, not yet, no, no. We're, we're, we're obviously still under the care of Great Ormond Street and they're doing a fantastic job. And there is a process in place and we're, we're, we're awaiting some more MRI results. You know, so for us, it's, it's keeping her stable. You know, her tumour is inoperable, so it's keeping her stable, keeping her safe and, and letting sort of like the medical world sort of catch up to where we catch are. Up. Really. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm going to make no apologies for this, by the way. We're going to keep giving out the Just Giving page. John, what is the address that people can go and donate? Well, you've, you've caught me on the fly there, haven't you? <laughs> you have to be. Uh, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I should have told you we do this. Oh, no, you caught me off guard. I think the anchor put it down as um, Snowden Walk or Dottie's Journey. You know what? Search Dottie's Journey, search Snowden Walk, go on the QPR website, you'll find it, and We'll keep reminding people through this podcast how to do it. Looks like that one there. Yeah, it, well, this is audio, but for people that showed it, he's shown us the page, and I will link it as well on my in, in all social media platforms. Now, John, I actually thought Donnie was going to stay on for the second half. How did you get her off the pitch? I, I don't know. I think we we rushed off. I think you know. I think Mark was a bit worried that if he went to penalties, he might need her. I know, I, you know, I was, I was really surprised. It was straight down the middle, and I, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad Jude did the honourable thing. Well, we I, I, I thought she said it in the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the eyes. It's all about the eyes. He's a crack goalie in the first place, but I think she had him. I think she definitely had him. I'll tell you what, there's a there's, there's adorable there's a, man. I mean, it's amazing because I think oh, Jesus, you know, it, it's. It's keeping things in perspective, John. And, you know, everyone I speak to um, who talks about you, it's just like you're so positive. You've got so much positive energy and, and anything else. But I think I'd be surprised if there wasn't many people who didn't have a team around Saturday. Not in a way that so many people would say it was, it was done for peer. You know, the way people do it. It's just, just so flipping natural. And she's so full of life. And she, she, she is. She she loves to put a smile on people's face. She's got such a strong character. And I know people always you know, talk about their children in a, in a really you know, positive way, but she's taken the whole past 16 months in her stride. She very rarely complains. She doesn't moan. And she just gets on with it. And, I mean, I take my hat off to her, you know, just how she just takes every day by the, you know, the ball by the horns, takes every day as it comes and just gets on with it. And I think that, that disposition has, has sued her well over the past sort of 16 months of hospital stays and operations and appointments and everything else. Yeah, well, now yourself, do you find that QPR gives you, you don't forget about it, but for a few hours every week, you can get away from everything and just 
cheered, and especially with the team doing so well, it, uh, do you find it, it uplifts you a bit? Especially yes, very much so. For, for, for me, it's been important to spend time with, with Bella. So we've got two other children. We've got Bella, who's yeah. 10, and Lily, who's 16. So it's important. Okay, Dottie's going through what she's going through, but it's important to spend time with the other children as well. So for, for Bella, she's got her own health issues. She's been under great on the street since she was 18 months old. So she's always, she's always had a lot to do, to do with herself. But yeah, getting away to the football. Like we went to, to Peterborough for the cup game the other week. It was her first away game. And, and she absolutely loves getting on the road and getting up there. And, and, and she the behaved herself, did she? She did. Yeah. <laughs> that was a strange old day, though. That was a strange old game for her. Yeah. You've got to tell her, John, that the FA Cup is just something that we don't do. And just for the rest of her life, just plan something for the fourth round. Overrated. Yeah, whatever it is. It's an overrated competition. You know, who wants to play Man City anyway? You know what I mean? Just, oh, I know. Oh, I know. It's, it's just, it's Rangers' way, but like, so, I mean, Bella as well, and my daughter's called Lily as well, funny enough, but she's 20. Um, so it's it's a it's a whole family thing with QPR as well. So it's it probably acts, as you mentioned, your mental health, it's, it's something that I've always said all my life. People don't understand how much a football club can help people in mental health. Yeah, I, I, will, I will say people underestimate how much people can help you with your mental health. Yeah. Just uh, somebody asking you a question, somebody talking to you. I've met some fantastic people. Yeah, there's a, you know, a fantastic Facebook page, Pride of London, and the, and the guys on there have really got behind Dottie's journey. They, yeah. they don't often deal with charity things and, and auctions and all that, but they've got so behind it and they're, they're so enthusiastic to support us. You know, it, it's, over, it's overwhelming and that, that sort of support has, has been, been astounding. And it's, it's that true feeling of being part of a club. It's not just, you're going to the football, it's that being with other fans, it's talking about the football, it's talking about, hey, how's your week been? What have you done this week? It's, it's all that. It all goes hand in hand. Oh, gremlins. The gremlins, gremlins. Oh, you're good back. You're back to us again. Excellent. No, no we're going to disappear. <laughs> because people can't see it doesn't mean we can't sneak the odd pipe though when we're talking. <laughs> Jesus, people think football fans need beer all the time. He says, take the great big slug of water. Um, Paul, you, did you manage to catch a game Saturday in New York? I, I'm afraid I did. I was so frustrated. Yeah, I was. So, uh, how many was there, by the way, Paul, in New York for that game? Probably, mate. Sorry, how many, how many was actually watching the game in New York? Or did you, did you go down to the factory? Or I didn't go down to the bar. I've been working okay. a lot lately, so I just watched it in the house, you know. But we uh stay in contact on a group chat, and the lads, the lads are still going down to the football factory. I'd like to give it a shout out. Legends right under the shadow of the Empire State Building. The lads, yeah, we'll, do that, we'll do that next week, John. Me and you'll pop over and watch the AI Cardiff game. Yeah, yeah, we'll quickly, quickly nip across the pond. I, I won't be there. I'll be in Belize on a beach. What did you think, Paul? I mean, it was it was a strange first half, wasn't it? It wasn't. It, it wasn't good. It, it looked very, it looked very pedestrian. Very, just everything was very slow, very deliberate. It was frustrating. And then the second half, even the second half, 
we I don't we didn't look like scoring. We really didn't look like scoring. Moses Adebayo was I think is absolutely brilliant. They opened the game up, and that's what you got. You got to get in behind him. I love Albert. I thought Albert had a bit of a tough afternoon. You know, it's uh, it, it it wasn't great. It wasn't great, but. But then it was only a stupid line who was flagging across the three points, really. When exactly. You, think about it. you know exactly. what I mean? I, I, know, I know people are down because our, our form hasn't been great. I know that. I've been to the games. We've all been, we've all seen them. We've all watched them. And um, it's just, it sums up, you, you luck out, you luck out. And we'll talk about the next game after in a second. But, John, how did you see it from your angle where you were? Or were you just so in awe of what was going on that it just passed you by? Which would be totally understandable, by the way. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I sat through the first half uh, feeling a little bit nervous because obviously <laughs> getting out to the hello turf at, uh, at half time was um, sitting in the back of my mind. But um, to, people talk about we've had a few bad games and, and things like that. It's, it's the championship. Do you know what I mean? To be where we are and, and at this point in the season, I think Kudos has to go to the guys. You know, they've worked hard, we've had a few cup games. Okay, we wanted to win the games we had in hand, but it's the championship. You're playing two games a week. They're training hard. You know, a little bit of tiredness might set in. I don't think anybody, anybody, any any real fan, can't really grumble how we've done so far. We're, we're in fourth place. It was, you know, it's a brilliant season. You know, my nose is still bleeding. Sorry, mate. My nose is still bleeding. Yeah, actually, we're in third now after after Wednesday, but we. To be frustrated, to come back and to get a point and still to be frustrated because we should have won the game, whereas not we're saying, phew, we're lucky we got a point. Uh, I think that's the feeling you want to have. You want to have the feeling that you should win every game. And if you don't win it, there's something wrong. Because before we'd scrape a point and we'd be like, thank God for that. But now we're mad. We're really pissed off when we don't get a, we don't get a win. And that's a good feeling. And we're always in it to the end. No matter how... Even if we have an off day, we're always in it to the end. I was at the West Brom game. I was home for that game. And the atmosphere and the fans and just the feeling in the stadium is it's so positive. It's, it, it was brilliant. And, and well, obviously, we won that in the last minute. But this team uh, is... Sorry. Uh, I think Mark's been right with what he's saying about having the fans behind it, behind the team. Now, I think they played, uh, played a, a crucial role in being that 12th man this season. And yeah. as you say, you had an expectation of coming coming into a game. The fans are really getting behind the squad, which I, I think is vitally important. Do you know what I think has happened? And I'll be honest with you. That's a podcast. We're not paid for anyone. We can be as honest as we want. That's all I said. That's very strange. That's me for you. Um, is that we've been spoiled to Weebird and our expectations. After so many years, when we, our expectation was 16th and higher was just brilliant. I mean, we wouldn't get really good at it. It's kind of that kind of rut rich distance to the playoff. Plus the fact in the championship, like John says, everyone beats everyone. I mean, some of the results over the last four weeks have been absolutely insane. I, you know, Barnsley won a couple of games. You couldn't see them hitting the, I mean, we probably helped them on their way there a wee bit with their mm-hmm. confidence, but hey, how that's Rangers for you. You know, it's it's such a hard, hard league. And it, I, the atmosphere on Saturday and other games has disappointed me in the fact that we need to when we when we cheer the team on and we're doing well, we've also got to remember when we're doing badly that the team thrive off the same passion, the same energy, and the same, they need the love as well. And we're capable of doing that. And um, sometimes it, 
it just takes a few people to, to start whinging and the whole thing goes wrong. But that brings me on nicely to Wednesday because I came away from the game Saturday, I'll be honest with you, a bit disheartened. What happened with Dorsey put a tear in everyone's eye and I think everyone kind of perspective guys, come on, you know. Exactly. There's a, there's a wee girl out there, come on. She, you know, you talk about fight, determination, guts. There you go. Her name's Dorsey. And we, 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 we're we kind of in that zone. Blackpool, very strange. Um, again, you know, referees. Gavin Ward, I've got to say, I'm sorry, John, and I'm sorry, Paul. He just hits us. I don't know what we've done to him. Maybe we should get Dotty back and she can accidentally kick him. And then we have to get the... I mean, mind you, no one are flipping luck. Rob Stiles would be the flipping fourth official. That wouldn't work well. Um, no, but, no, exactly. He just... You know, sometimes when they make decisions and you're kind of looking at Paul, you're thinking that you, you can't be that taken away from Macquarie. You can't be seriously given that as a decision. Some of the flag and the lines that was doing, the referee, the challenges. I mean, they're sending off. Okay, fair dues. It's a sending off. But what about their player who ran the kick him in the back? You know, what about the guy before that who tried to decapitate him? You know, it's 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 one of them things where you kind of like that that was ridiculous. But I'm just wondering. I don't know what you think, Paul. Could that be the turning point of this so-called bad run that we're in? That it just galvanised everyone because we've had two shite refs in two games, and everyone's just thinking, "Do you know what? Sort it. Let's just just give it a go." I think the, the the games coming up are quite difficult. We've got a few difficult ones, and we're going to have a bit of a moan over some results. I can't see us getting much at Blackburn. In truth, but was it twenty-three years since we've? Uh, you know, I'm getting at half past five tomorrow morning. Um, but carry on. Yeah, well, I'm, I'll be I'll be up myself at half past six because the game's on early over here. Oh, you and your flipping! Oh, listen to me. Getting them at half yeah. past five, half past six. You're in New York. I'm in flipping. No, my, my day will be finished. My day will be finished by ten at ten a.m. tomorrow. You know, my my football day. But we're we're going to have some ups and downs, and we're going to be disheartened. But we'll just look at we look at the table. We're there and thereabouts. We got as good a chance and a good a squad as anyone, as anyone. We've got some really excellent players who are playing well. I think we've got a lot of I think we've got a lot of players that are really playing for the for the shirt. And I yeah. think that's been that's that's been evident this year. Um but you're talking about the table, I've just, just got it up to, to to have a look. And between us and third on on, on fifty-six points, go ten points, 40, 46 points, Preston in thirteenth. Yeah. That's mad, you know, yeah. So, that's mad. Yeah, so I mean, you know, championships always tight, isn't it? You know. Well, you know, but, it's, I, knowing knowing that I was coming on today when Paul told me to come on, I I I, I worked out in I, I was as honest as I could be about uh, how many points every team in the top are going to get towards the end of the season. Uh, Fulham and Bournemouth, I think, were up, but I worked it out. Sheffield Wednesday would end up with seventy eight, Blackburn seventy seven, Middlesbrough seventy seven. And us, Huddersfield and Forest, all on 75. I was as honest. In fact, I, I might have cheated us out of a few points. But that that is close. You know, it's not scientific. Mm. It's just me thinking that is really close. I don't and think it will that's be. That's what's brilliant about this league. That's what's going to I keep mean, us watching till May. And this is the weird thing is in, in May, this is this is really weird. You know, it's, it's kind of a bizarre one. Um, the playoff final is the 29th of May. And... We're taking mum back to Ireland that weekend. So I'll probably oh, end up if we um 
watching the playoff final in Belfast. So I'll be bypassing the Irish hoop school in the other way. Um, because obviously it's mum isn't it so we've got to take her home it's her birthday on, yeah. that, on that Monday so but I'm kind of thinking what a great problem to have I'm actually thinking about the playoffs I'm actually thinking we can do this whereas it's just been avoiding relegation avoiding this yeah. avoiding that the season's over by the middle of March you're just fiddling around I mean John did you see the way Jimmy Dunn reacted the other night when he put that header in I mean flipping heck how can people say it doesn't mean anything to them that's incredible I think it. I think it means everything to them. Um, you could see how I think their attitude to the game changed after after the red card. Um, mm. You know, you look at you look at Albert. I I, I think, and I said it on Twitter. I I, I think he turned into a twenty year old again the second that red card came out. And it, it was just like the years were wiped off of him and, you know, put an absolute shift in Moses. We, we, you know, we spoke about him from the game on, on Saturday. Again, put, put an absolute shift in. You can't, you, I don't, you can't knock any of these players. You, you can't. They're all playing for the team. They're all playing for the badge and they're playing for the manager. And I, I really feel there's a good, um, a good feeling in the dressing room at the moment. There's, there's some maturity in there. In like you know Hendricks and Charlie, you know that can talk to these younger players and, and get their their head in the right place. And I think that's really really showing, really evident. I absolutely love Charlie Austin, super Charlie. I every ball he gets, he tries to break the net. You know, sometimes I'd like to see him just scuff it or miss kick one, but he gets it so sweetly every time. It's it and it flies, it hits, but he is so. He is one of my favourite players ever to play for QPR. But just the way he's come back and he's embraced QPR, he's he's he, he's like he's like things that they're doing for Dotty. I think is unbelievable. I, I heard another story once about him. I can't I can't relate. I was told to keep it quiet. His generosity holds no bounds. He is to me. He's I've never met the man. I'd love to meet him. I'd love to shake his hand. Him and his wife. I, I can't speak highly enough about him, how much, how much I appreciate what he's done for my team, what he does for the younger players. He's a, he's a cocky so-and-so, and so he should be. He's had a great career, you know, and I really, I can't, I, I, my admiration for the man is, uh, is immense. It really is. When, when you look at Wednesday's game, he doesn't need to have the ball to be an important player. Yeah, when when, exactly. when you look at the second goal and how he dragged the defenders to him, you know, so that the ball was in open space, he's, he's vitally important. You know, and having that that head in the right place to do that is is phenomenal. And I, I've, I've said it too, Charlie. What what he said in his return interview that was posted on the QPR yeah. website when he came back to the club, he's done everything that he said he wanted to do. When you, you know in that interview, yeah. you know how to improve the team, get us back up the table, and, and do all of that. And you've got to admire him for that. He should. Ne- he that that is a player that should never be booed. I don't like booing players. I've never booed a QPR player in my life. No, I mean, you know, I've been pushed. Like, Steve Morrow pushed me a lot. Steve yeah. Smith pushed me a lot. Um, Kevin. Brock, oh, well, you know what? I don't know why I had to like Kevin Brock. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people liked him. I don't. Oh, okay, I like Kevin Brock. Given the chance, yeah. Singwa, I, I I would have given a slap to. Him. But that's totally. Yeah, totally, he just uh, stepped over the um, the line there in um, 
Just for people listening to the podcast, of course we don't think people should go on the pitch and slap the thing. No, absolutely. No, no, on the street. Yeah. If I met him on the street, I'd never go on the pitch. No, I'm on the street. No, that's street. a given. I don't think there's <laughs> one person listening to this pod that wouldn't want to give Jose Bazinga a nice you know little slap. You know, I'm just saying. Just saying. No, you're right. I don't I mean, yeah, but the thing is, Paul, if you remember that, this is what I, we, we're talking about these players, aren't we, Paul and John? We're talking about, do they care? That game at Reading was one of the worst things I've ever seen the QPR scored in my flipping life. It was horrendous. It was almost like imposters ruining your football club and laughing at you at the same time. It was Now, compare bizarre. that to now. Yeah? Compare that to now. John, you 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 must see, you you know you you've seen it really close up how how good the club are, you know. Just compare that to, to back then. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's it's leaps and bounds. I think there's there's so many different no, knowing different people within the club now since you know we we started talking to people. It's everything that goes on in the background that people don't see the effort and the love that people that work there have for the club is astounding. It's it's so lovely to see people work there for the love of it. And I think yeah. as that love's grown within the club, there's, there's been those those changes. And, it, you know, it's got to be seen from the outside, really. I mean, you've got like Andy Evans, you've got Justin, you've got so many people who just beyond what, the, what they should be doing. But, you know, and, and I think those people always be at the club. But the trouble is, it's always, the talk of points is the, is the 90 minutes in each game. And this score, to me, I'd rather talk about all day long than that score that took us down because they did get rats arse. They got paired. They were, a lot of them were mercenaries. And they're gone now, thank God. And we've got this mm-hmm. other thing. And I would, even if we do go up, and I keep said it, take the money. Just take the frigging money. Pay some debts off. Invest in the training ground, which we're doing anyway. Invest some more of that money into the training ground. Bring players through. And that's a legacy. We, had, we spent all that money and we didn't build a damn thing. But... The owners have put their hands in the pocket. They said they're going to keep funding it because they see it as their mistake. And that's fair enough. And it was a frigging big mistake and a big waste of money. But you learn. And it I, never I, happened I, again. I, sorry, I work at Madison Square Garden. And we got an owner. Who, Tell who John what you do, by the way, Paul. Sorry, mate. Just for people who, don't, people who don't know, what do you do, John, uh, Paul? Just so I, we I can drive, it again. I do. I, I drive the Zamboni for the New York Rangers. Okay, so that's a really good job. <laughs> it's not bad, you know. But, I think it's overrated to you on myself, to be fair. It's a lot of bits I've been watching the ice, there's a lot of bits he misses. Carry on, had, Paul. Had a QPR yes. boy there last night, actually, Ian Dalibar. Did you? Yeah, QPR oh, okay. came to watch the game, Ian. Nice lad. But uh, yeah, the, the owner has made some mistakes over the years down at, but he's thrown money at it. He really wants to win. And I think. Tony Fernandez, I, I met him. He came to watch a game with us in New York. Lovely fella. He, he offered to buy us a drink. I said, Tony, you bought us enough. We'll get you a drink. You know, but he uh, he had his pants pulled down. They all they they they, they got used, but it, they they want to win, and now they're doing it in such a way that we're winning, and this is winning in the proper way, and they know the proper way to do it. So if we do get promoted, please God, we do. It would be brilliant. We'll, there'll be a few signings everyone will throw their eyes up at, but Les is going to do it correct. I, I, I like Les Ferdinand too. I, I know he gets a lot of slagging off, but uh, they've shown that they can do, and they've shown what they're doing is the correct way to do things. So hopefully they 
they're not thrown away money because that's what they do. They're throwing away money because they want to win. It was just they didn't know how to win. And now we know how to win. The lessons have been learned, haven't they? Yeah. Um, and, and, and in today's economy, you, you can't go throwing money in the wind, can you? So you've got to do it. You've got to use your brain, haven't you? And I think, I think that they've done that. They've learned the hard way. And, and they're, they're doing it sensible now. I think if we did go up, it's always a if, let's be honest, because you know, it's a QPR here. You know what we're like. You know, I dread the fact that we'll need to beat someone really crap who haven't won for it in flipping years or someone to get into the playoffs. I'll just, I'll just leave the country. Anyway, but um, I think off the pitch, the way we do it is we just got to keep building dreams. And that it's much better to build dreams than wage packets. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and yeah. learn from that, which I think they have done. And listen, I don't know, because you, football is an industry where people can just turn your head so quickly. And people like um, Rig and Hughes and that agent who I can never pronounce his flipping name properly. Yeah, Kia, brother. You have to say, oh, yeah, no, you have to say, what am I talking about? Um, and they, they come in and they just turn their heads, I'll do this, I'll do that. I suppose it's easy done. Personally, take the money this time. Take the money, spend it on keeping season tickets low for the Premiership, do it the right way, keep the community base at the club, keep everyone in that ground and keep building a fan base because we, we need the fan base to be strong and old buggers like me need to be replaced. I don't want to see empty seats, but, you know, when I'm looking down from above, as they say, um, hello, I will be hunting and putting to sit in my seat because I'm, I'm like that. It's a lovely seat and no one else should have up with me. Sorry, Paul. So you talk about season tickets low. When I tell the lads how much a ticket costs to go to the game, their general reaction is always, oh, that's not bad. Because oh, really? things, things are quite expensive over here. So you tell them it costs like $50, $60 to go to a, a Rangers game. Oh, that's not bad at all. That's that's handy. So uh, different perspectives. So we're going to see. Out of interest, Paul, what is ownership like in American sports compared to British sports? Is it all about the franchise? It's all about teams not getting relegated, or this and the other. Or what? Well, there's no relegation, so it's all about making the playoffs. The actually the the, the owner of Liverpool just bought, and the Boston Red Sox just bought the Pittsburgh Penguins in the NHL. It's 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 TV money. Is, is the is the is the big thing same as here here but it's all about getting in the playoffs you get in the playoffs you get more TV money actually the players don't get paid during the playoffs they only really? get paid, they only get paid up to the regular season and the player they get bonuses and what have you but they don't get a wage package during the playoffs mm. which is uh, which is surprising oh, I'm glad, glad they don't do that in the championship yeah yeah can you imagine can you imagine the team sulking they couldn't run with buckets like I haven't been paid for two weeks, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to change my lifestyle here a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. trying to come seventh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine, like, can you imagine the whole thing? No, the thing is, John, I'm gonna get. We talked about beating Blackpool. I, I'll be honest with you. I was a bit apprehensive. No strikers, you know. I, I, I'm a Old frigger, so I'm always four four two. I get modern football. I understand it all. False this, false that, false hiller. I just like four four two. I was quite surprised, but I think that was bold, wasn't it? That was really bold. It, it, it was. It was one of one of the admin on uh, Pride of London, Simon. He um, <clears throat> he got a bit of a habit when I'm coming back from work. He'd always send me a photo of the team sheet, so I can sort of yeah. get myself get myself sort of ready for the game. And I saw that. I saw the team sheet, and I'm just thinking to myself, I, I don't know here. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. You just no out and out striker, but as Mark said after the game in his interview, it wasn't a game for, for Charlie and it wasn't a game for Andre. So they've done their research. I mean, it, it seemed to work, didn't it? You know, once once the sort of first, I say twenty minutes, it all went pear shaped slightly after that, didn't it? But you know, once once they got a feel for the game, it, it worked. So people say there's no Plan B. Well, there, there obviously was for that game on Wednesday. I, th- I think War- I think, War- sorry, I think Warburton's always got a Plan B. You know, he, it, the, the knock on him when he came here, he has no Plan B. But you see, he'll change the formation during the game. He'll He'll swap, you know, to a back four sometimes when he needs be, you know. And playing in, playing a false nine, no nine, it, I, I can't remember Rangers ever doing that. So, you, you know... Well, Paul Hart give it a go. He'd play 10 defenders, he oh, would, but carry on. You have to bring him yeah. up. But they... Uh, you asked you ask a question. He must have confused the crap out of Blackpool because, you know, who, who are the centre-halves going to mark? Who are the full-backs going to pick up? Chris Willett and Chair running through. I think Hendricks is brilliant. If you see Henry, he, he'll just make a little sidestep with the ball and make himself some space and try mm-hmm. and make a good pass. He, he makes time for himself on the ball. He is premiership class. And I, I thought Field, I midfield mean, superb. Field, Field doing all the spade work, just digging in, digging in, digging in every chance he got. You know, and uh, Jimmy Dunn just is just, well, Jimmy Dunn makes us forget how good Rob Dickey is. And Rob Dickey, you know, we were singing Rob Dickey's praises last season. How brilliant. And he is good. He's brilliant. Mm. But Jimmy Dunn is that good that we've stopped talking about Rob Dickey, which I think is great because it will keep everyone off his back, hopefully. And keep the rest of the players on their toes. I think that's, that's, that's more important. When you've got that kind of depth, you know, everyone's got to be at their best to get in the first team and, and, and get out on the pitch. The only, the only thing I, I, I would worry about if we if we go with this no strikers again, if it goes wrong, I just hope it doesn't get too toxic sometimes because people like myself, I'm old, I like to see a striker, but I think Wednesday worked, but I would like to make a habit of it, is what I'm trying to say. Well, were, were they ready? Was, was Charlie Austin tired? Was uh, Andre Grazy carrying a knock? No, Lyndon was carrying a lot, a knock. Yeah, we don't know, do we? Yeah. Yeah, so we we're not sure. So he, you know, he tailored the team around what he had, what he had available. You know, so and and it worked. And, and I love players, players, professional players should be able to play anywhere. Chris Willett should be able to say, you know, you got the middle today, and we're going to try and get balls back to you at the edge of the area. And I, I think they're the sort of play, you know, the players we have are the sort of players that can adapt to whatever Warburton decides. Uh, the formation they're going to play. Look at Albert Adoma. He adapted to being a wing back. You heard him being interviewed. He, you know, he he, he had to go with. Uh, he's, he's he was a winger, but he had to learn a whole new position, which he did, just to get a game. So there's a, there's a lot of desire there. Well, during the transfer window, people were worried about us not getting uh, transfers, not getting signings because they worried about squad depth. But as you say, Paul, having players that can play in different positions, which they can, increases that squad depth. Exactly. You don't need you don't need individuals because you've got people that can play in different positions and want to play and are willing to play. You know, we you know no not prima donnas. I don't play there. I, I'm not going to look good. You know, it's uh, yeah they will go out there and and and, and put a night's work in uh, wherever they're told to go. Yeah. Look, look, and, and I, I, it, 
No, no, you know, I'm going to have one win because I think this positive, this, this podcast is too positive, and no. I have to bring it down. Oh, sorry. come on. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, but I have to. Silly Diang, right? He, he's, he's watching the touchline. There's something going on between Warburton and I can't remember which player it was now. Was it Albert? I don't know. Anyway, yap the way, yap the way, yap the way. And the referee boots them. How many times do we see goalkeepers coming down to Rangers and just wasting time? They yeah. get three warnings and then they get booked. And I'm thinking, you can't tell me that's not a referee doesn't like us because that was ridiculous. I mean, Bob Bay was saying that because he was watching what was going on in the sidelines. There yeah. was a conversation going on. So why didn't he go to Warburton and whoever Warburton was talking to and have one with them? Why book the goalkeeper? That's my whinge. It happens. He was never going to get sent off. If he was going to yeah, time later stupid. on... Yeah, no, nah, it was. It was. It was a terrible booking, but oh, shocking! It was nothing to be silly. I don't think he did anything wrong. That's a weird thing. Did. No, he yeah. did. But that's the worst thing we're we're, we're worried about. The, I I thought he should have caught that point blank header that he uh, parried away, but I used to be I a goalie, know. so I'm a bit. You know, oh, <laughs> I don't think he did really well to, to get would to have it. caught that I mean, personally. Personally speaking, Paul, I think he should have caught it. He should have burned it twice and he should have launched it. And someone like Willock should have run onto it, rounded the goalkeeper, and he created the goal. He'd have got a lovely assist and a round of applause. You so should have been safe. assistant coach. You know that. I tell you what, I'm wasted. I tell you what, that was that was some saving, wasn't it? I mean, I've, I've seen some goalkeepers we time. I'm lucky enough to see at Rangers and Northern Ireland and whatever, but Jesus, that was some save. And you kind of. He's put the Silly Diang Marshall debate to bed a little bit with that safe, I think. I mean, that was just world class. I've never, yeah, because if, if that had gone in, we could have been really in the shit. I, I don't think there's a debate anyway. He, sh- he should always play above Marshall. Marshall played well, but he's so good. Do you know who he reminds me of? Now, I was lucky enough to see him. Now, this is going to sound a bit, a bit much, but Phil Parks, he's got a presence. Okay. He's handling, he's a big man, he's just calm and confident. There's no, there's no rushing him. Even the, at the end of the game against Blackpool, the free kick they shouldn't have had in the corner, and he just comes out and he. T- I think he took out. I don't know who took out Jimmy Dunn or, or Barbe, and he just punched the ball out of the out of the area. Just he's a he's. He, that, that's that, that's the presence you want between the sticks. You want a commander, yeah. don't you? You want you want someone there that you know that's commanding that sort. Of, 18 yard box, and, and you know, he, he knows his stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I think oh, we're gonna lose yeah. him. I think we lose him in the summer. Do you think so, Paul? Yeah, the word must have got out in Africa when he was in the AFCON that uh, how good he is. He was playing with that fella Mendy at Chelsea. Somebody will pick him up, somebody will pick him up as a reserve keeper. Some, you know, if, if we don't get promoted, that is, you know, I hope and then because of like, sorry, sorry, go on. Uh, but we have Marshall. I don't know how long we have Marshall for, but I'm sure he'd sign up too. And that's that's not a bad replacement. I think Marshall will be a, a region next season. I think that's I guaranteed, think so. to be fair. Do you know what? We, we, we've talked so much. We're at the, the hours end now, and then we can do our predictions. And um, I'm going to ask John. Hours end, John, is for anything you want to talk about, about QPR or anything that you just want to get off your chest. A wins, a praise, whatever. I'm 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 looking at you, and I know it's not going to be a whinge. So over to you. Yeah, no, not many whinges from me. No, I mean, I I I just want to I just want to thank everybody. Really, um, the fan base has been fantastic. Just 
words of support and encouragement and, and as I say, Twitter has been alight with lovely comments. Um, the guys on, uh, on, on Pride of London, just they, they did this, this auction, this little girl called Evie, and she, she had a, a Charlie Austin signed shirt and she decided to auction it off for Dottie. And oh, um, loads, of other pe- loads of other people donated items to, to raffle off, and the raffle made over three grand. Brilliant. And you know, there's just lovely people out there, and yeah, just fantastic. And yeah, yeah, so much love out there that puts a smile on your face. You might be going through a terrible time, but just get on with it, didn't you? <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. Well, follow that. Okay, how can you follow that? At first, my saying I tell everyone, please donate to Dot, Dottie's fund. She's uh, just look at her little face and uh, just a, a fiver. If everyone threw in a fiver, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot. A little goes a long way when it's donated by a lot of people. And uh, also, uh, one of the lads, Andy Elric, his uh, dad passed away, one of the New York Supporters Club. I want to send our condolences oh, to me. Andy's a brilliant lad, a very, very talented broadcaster who uh, you really should have on, on the pod. He's an intelligent, excellent man. And just if you're ever in New York, come down to the football factory and see the lads and uh, watch a game. They're, they're the nicest bunch of men you can meet. And when, when I when I told them I was on today, they all send Dottie, sorry, they all send their love to Dottie and, uh, and to your family, yes. mate. And you just know that, uh, you, you know, in New York, you're being thought about and your family's being thought about, you know, all over the world. I'm sure one of the lads is in Australia now. And uh, he uh, it's Tom. He's going to Brisbane to the supporters club to watch the game, the famous Australian supporters club. And uh, so even in Australia, all around the world, mate, you're being thought of. And uh, I want to send you our love. Every New York, please get in contact and we'll uh, roll out the red carpet for your family. And it is just absolutely humbling that everybody's sort of coming together for my my little baby girl. Um, it just yeah, just makes you makes your heart yeah. burst with pride. Just yeah. just to let you know, John, he's never invited me over at once. Known the man for ten years. Afford it. Afford yeah, exactly. He, he hasn't mentioned all, all that cider over here. He hasn't mentioned once. Yeah. The Finny Bingo isn't in effect tonight. We haven't heard it. I tell you, I tell you, but I I, I am determined. And it will happen. We will do a podcast in New York one day. I promise it will happen. We will get our arses over there and yeah. um, we'll, we'll have a good old drink, a good old sing song and put some pugs on and God knows what else and have a good old... Well, I don't know what they do after games over there. No, no, look, it'll probably be a nil-nil draw. I'll be like, what do we do next? Well, yeah. listen, it's over, <laughs> most games over here are over by noon. So you've got the whole day in front of you. It can get a bit messy. Christ. It can get a don't, bit messy. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I need to complicate my beer life with anything like that. We we'll, we'll no. asked Dunstan and Jim last week, apparently. Oh, Dunstan. Good man. Lovely fella. Good man. It's good. It's good. Now, listen, Dottie's also on Twitter, isn't she, John? Um, he, it's yes, What's the Twitter handle? It's at Dotty uh, underscore Rees. And Facebook? Uh, Dotty's Journey. And that's the same as Instagram as well. And those social media sort of platforms were started really just to sort of tell, tell the story, uh, you know, raise awareness. It's, um, it shows the good, it shows the bad, sometimes the, the ugly, but it's the story. Of what you have to what what you have to go through. No, no one, no parent should have to go through through this, yeah. this 
with a yeah. child. But but if there is somebody out there that is going through it, hopefully some of those pictures, some of those stories, some of those tweets can enlighten your journey a little bit and get you through it. Oh man, it's incredible. I mean, I would just like like Paul said, you know what, stick a fiver in, stick two pound in, stick fifty p in, stick whatever you can in. Um, just it goes a long way. It helps an awful lot, and um, we've got to keep seeing that smell for many, many, many years. We've got to, mm. honestly, God. I, the only thing is, as I said, next time maybe get to take out a ref or something. You know, we, you know, leave leave that mark because. I tell you what, there's a cheeky wee soul in there, isn't there? There really is. <laughs> there's several bit there, John. There really is. There is several bit there, and it's bloody brilliant to watch. No, yeah, she's going to be hard work when she's older. Oh, um, yes, Jesus. Well, you know, given the QPR side, you know, women's team, you know, do that journey as well. And um, no, listen, my eyes end is pretty much the same as Paul's. I mean, you know, here we are sitting, whinging about life, talking about things, and you know, if, if you're not inspired by Dottie and your family, then you haven't got a heart, you haven't got a soul. And I'm just so pleased with the fan base. Everyone's getting behind it. I mean, for um, Bianca and Victoria to be climbing, I know Bianca's not well and, she, and Victoria's not well. They might have to do it for this stage and other people are doing it. My other end is, what has actually happened on Monday? I'm going to give it over to you. Oh, my other bit of ours then is, don't put Ad Blue in the diesel. It's really <laughs> stupid. John, what's happening Monday? Uh, well, busy day Monday. So we've got, obviously, Doss' MRI results in the morning, and then Louise is making a beeline straight to Snowden, where she's going to meet up with everyone and you know, go through what's what's in store for the walk on Tuesday. So Tuesday is the start of Brain Tumor Awareness Month, which also ties in with St David's Day. So, you know, okay. they're, in, they're in Wales yeah. to, to do that. Um, I've seen some tweets from Mark Bertram. He's getting his, yeah. he's, he's getting his, um, he's getting his steps he's in. He's getting his steps Man. in, and uh, obviously Jamie Mackey's been a bit quiet. So you know, I don't know how much sort of progress he's, he, he's progress probably going to run made. up it. Isn't he? Well, Jamie Mackey will run up it, knocking boulders out of the way. Yeah. I can, I can yeah. kind of see that he'll do with that thing like he said. Um, oh, do you know, memory is so bad. Less for Derby when he took the shirt off and tried to look like Hulk. Yeah, Derby. Um, yeah, I saw. Do you know what I saw on Quest with Colin Murray, and it was amazing. Like he's so the energy. I think, John, and I, I don't mean this patronising. I really don't. People come into this world and change lives, and you'll be girls doing that. No, you know, and, and, <laughs> yeah. It's true. You know, you look at that and you think she's changing lives. Everyone's looking at that going, right? I'm going to run up Snowden, and Mackie will do that, by the way. And he'll probably come down and bypass Sean Derry and Clint Hill on the way, as he always did. But <laughs> he'll probably life, come man. down and help him. He'll probably reach the top and come down, and they're all carrying Mark Bertram up to the top. No <laughs> offense, Mark. Yeah, you, you got no, yeah, exactly. You've got, got to get Bertram. I mean, no, listen, it's but this, this yeah. little idea that Bianca's had to raise some money and, and do all this. And I'm actually going, she's not, she's not well. I'm, yeah, I've got my fingers crossed that, that she's going to be well enough to, uh, to, to, so be, to be there Tuesday. Yeah, she yeah, must be absolutely yeah. devastated because I know how much this is meaning to her and Charlie and everything else. And she must, poor woman, it's just sorts law like, isn't it? it? It is, it is, but you know, it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be Rangers without having a last minute drama. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. So, so yeah, so they'll go there, they'll do that Tuesday. Um, Myself and Dottie have been invited to go on a morning ITV television programme on Tuesday. 
Brilliant. Yeah. Did you, say which, did you say which? Did you say which? Did you say which one, John? Yeah. Well, it's got a, 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 present, a presenter called Phil and a presenter called Holly. Oh no! I'm not, give I'm Holly not, my I'm not, love. Is it, is it on on that morning or is it on in this morning? Yes, on this morning. Yes. Um, so. Uh, yeah, just to raise awareness, um, they're going to speak to the guys on the mountain at the same time. So, just just to tie up, again, it's, raising, it's, it's raising awareness. You know, this this has all come out from us being on the pitch on Saturday. Somebody saw the posts on Twitter, yeah. and it's kind of just just sort of snowballed. Um, and then Louise will come back Wednesday, and then we've got double chemo in Great Ormond Street on Thursday and Friday. So, a bit, bit of a hectic week juggling those. Hot how, potatoes. How you, John, how do you cope with that? I mean, how do I cope? Um, I've got yeah. a, I've got a very loving wife who looks after me very well. Um, I think that's important. Being in a unit, being a team, and working together, which we have done, you know, all through our relationship, but even more so in the past sixteen months. Um, you rely on family, friends, and you just take one day as it comes. Write everything in pencil. Just, okay, <laughs> man, I hear you. That's a great It makes me embarrassed to be talking about football. Like, I could talk about this all day. I could talk about because I spoke to Paul Morrissey about it. I said, I'll do this. Because what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to sensationalize things and, you know, intrude into your life too much. And that's why, we, you know, we've been talking as well on Twitter and, and everything else. But you inspire. I don't keep saying it, but I can't believe how much you inspire. Even even this this podcast here, you know, it's just the, the emotions raw. It's 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 amazing. But I, I will say this: when the daughter gets older, she plays with QPR women, and she misses the penalty. I will bollock her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, my, my, myself and uh, myself and Bella are off to watch the ladies on Sunday because they're they're playing in Basildon just down the road. So we're, we're going to go. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go cheer them on on, on Sunday. So um, there's a lo- there's a lovely yeah. fellow called Steve Quasi who's who's the manager and um, he's a lovely fellow. He'll I'm sure he'll make you feel very very well because Steve's proper Rangers old school and a lovely lovely man. Um, we're gonna so Tuesday is Tottenham Mountain and then Wednesday back to reality with a bump I suppose in Great Ormond Street. Yeah. 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 Oh, so man. yeah, double chemo. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday. Obviously, we're playing again, aren't we? Saturday. Yeah. So another another important day. The games come thick and fast, and then it's back to, back to work. So yeah, no rest for the wicked. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask QPR fans. I know what you guys. Think. Every time on the next two games, which is Blackburn tomorrow, but this podcast will work about it might even overlap that. I don't know. Um, so every 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 home game. Every time we, we score, stick a fiver in the uh, fund. That's what I'll be doing. So yeah. I think that'll be a nice way. And also the team, if the more goals they get, the higher it goes. Everyone's a winner. And, a, and we'll be happy to do it. Trust me. Them goals flying in. You know, and actually... Yeah, you, you watch it be 6-0 tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't want to. Worth every you know penny, what? mate. Worth every you know penny. What? You know what? Coming on to Blackburn, because as I said, this might overlap because it's Friday night. Sorry, guys, we couldn't get our artists together this week, so it's a late podcast. But I did that stupid thing on Twitter of looking at that second tier podcast tweet of saying we haven't won there for twenty three years, and it's like, oh, oh, six o'clock in the morning, heading to Houston, and we haven't won for twenty three years. 
can we do it? Come on, Paul. Give me some, give me some, give me some vibes here. Well, I, I made the mistake of looking at Paul Finney's Twitter today oh, and shit. seeing that we never won for 23 years in Blackpool. Cheers, at Blackburn. Cheers, Paul. Good man. Uh, no. You're welcome, Paul. Let me see you up. We're not going to win tomorrow. It's going to be a draw. We're going to get yeah, a good solid draw tomorrow. Because well, when we win... Like... Sorry? Go on, no, go on. Because when we do win, it just makes my day so much better. The thing, I was wrong and I'm expecting the worst. And usually I'm a positive sort of fella, but they're so dour and it's Blackburn and it's early in the morning and it's it's going to be raining. It's horrible. Tony Mowbray, he's still the manager, isn't he? He's yeah, standing yeah, there with, yeah. a, with a big puss on him on the side of the pitch. and <laughs> uh, Just the horror. I, I've never been to Blackburn and thank God I've never been home when we played Blackburn. I've been to Burnley. I quite like Burnley, but I've never been to Blackburn. Boys. Hopefully I'll, I'll never go. 1-1. One, one. And it's going okay. to be a late own goal by them. And it's going to be a really dour, rainy, horrible day. Paul, enjoy it, mate. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Kind of take my stay in bed now. John. <laughs> well, it's become quite customary for Dottie to do a score prediction. She did one on, on Wednesday and got the correct score. Uh, all, the way through Janu- all the way through January, she did reasonably well. Um, unfortunately, uh, when we sort of had our slump is where she was getting her predictions wrong. So I'm a bit up in the air whether she'll do one for, for tomorrow. But um, I think it's going to be one of those sort of dragged out games again. I think we'll have a really good second half. I think it'll be a case of finding, finding our feet in the first half. Have a good, have a good second half. I think, yeah, 2-1, I think, I think we'll win with another late goal to, to win the game. Well, that'll be £10 towards the fun. I will yeah. enjoy playing. And we'll love to play. And I hope you're right because records are going to be broken. Let's be positive. We can do this. QPR. They've never nearly let us down. Never. Never. You bypass FA Cup, League Cup, and teams we're supposed to beat, like her bottom of the table. But we won't go into that. You know what? We've hit the end of the podcast, guys. Can't believe it. It's it's it, I could talk about this all night. Um Paul, give my best when you see the New York lads. Um, and um, yeah, we will go over one day, I promise. You're, you're, we'll you're all welcome, John. I'd, I'd love to meet you, mate, when I come back. I'll be back for the playoff final, so hopefully, we'll bump into you outside Wembley. Definitely, but, uh, I'll be again, waiting from well, Belfast. There's an invite for everybody to come to New York down to the football factory. There's a big QPR flag there, they are the best bunch of lads. I can't speak highly enough about them. Usually, you get one idiot in the crew, and I think that's just me. Everyone else, oh, don't put yourself down. Everyone else, do it. yeah, 100%. You know, <laughs> John. Um, yeah, I think we've said it through this podcast. Just inspire, oh, I just haven't got the words, mate. Just and thank you so much for coming on and telling Dottie's journey, Dottie's story, and how you're living with it and how you're coping with it. And I cannot give you enough respect. Thank no. you so much for coming on here and just, yeah, give making me appreciate course, how much. Yeah, make me appreciate it. I think everyone's going to be hugging their kids after this podcast, yeah. as they should be. And um, give Dottie our love, and hopefully one day we can get her on the podcast and and, and, and let her have a chat and um, get these score predictions. Because it could, it could be, you know what? Do you remember years ago during the World Cup, they used to do that thing? Maybe this is what QPR could do. Dottie's score predictions on the screen before games. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We're doing it. We're Great doing idea. it. We're doing it. 
We'll speak to uh, we'll speak to Mozzie and see whether we can do it. Yeah, I reckon it was an octopus, wasn't it? I mean, you know, it's yeah. going to be better than that, surely. Do you know what I mean? It's an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. if we, um, yeah, I, I mean, she's uh, she's a right little chatterbox. So um, if we catch her before bedtime, I'm pretty sure she'll sit there and uh, sit um, here and talk the, talk the ears off you. And John, hopefully I'll get to shake your hand one day, mate, and thank you personally for what you're doing for the club and the fan base and for your daughter I'm not, and your family, I'm not, do, I'm not doing anything for the club. It's, it's the club and the fans that are doing it for us. It's, um, I, I, I don't know about that, John. I think Dorothy's done a lot for this club and this fan base. I think. I'm not over underplaying this, Benny, but yeah, or overplaying it, but yeah. I, I, see, honestly, people were crying Saturday. We're all men. Um, and rightly so. And women and children. It's... I have that it's effect when people look at me. <laughs> yeah, I have that effect with the tax man once. I have that effect when you put bloody ad blue and diesel. Flip it out. 350 quid down this wall. I tell you, small wins, and I'm not going to do it because perspective, as we say. Listen, John, thank you so, so, so much for coming to this podcast. I've never felt so inspired, and um, I'm going to hook my 20-year-old Lily tonight, and she's going to hit me. But I know why I'm doing it. Paul, um, you're an amazing character as well, and what you're doing in New York. But one thing before we do close this, but I always do is I try and close it, and I think it's someone to have said, when you're doing the wee ace thing and you, you, on, the, on your wee machine, and that, what's it called again? Zamboni. Do you, do you have a home pig bag? They play it sometimes. Oh. Oh, yeah, they play it, yeah. But the other day, the other day, I'm driving around, and there's a couple of lads, technicians, who are big into football. And they, they give the 2-1 sign that we beat Blackpool 2-1. And I'm singing, we are the pride of all England. And it's, you know what? They're all, everyone at work is a QPR fan. They all know about QPR, the announcers. And these are famous people. They'd be like John Motson coming up to me and saying, how do QPR do today? How do no Queen's Park Rangers do? And every, all, all the workers, everyone's a QPR fan. And even the ones that don't, don't even like football you know they'll come up they'll have a look at me and they'll go oh bad day for Chelsea no nobody no nobody's for Chelsea what I'll say it leads on you will never not meet an enthusiastic QPR fan and I think that bleed that that bleeds into so many other people around you that makes other people take an interest that's true by the way Paul it's pride of West London I know, I know. I got, I got a bit, uh, got a bit stage struck. You know what I mean? Just in case someone pulls you, in case someone pulls you up on Twitter, because people love to pull people up on Twitter. Say, oh, we got that wrong. I'm just doing that's what they do. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm I, I quite like it. I don't mind. I quite, I quite okay. enjoy a bit of digging. But we should, but we should have a, a section. Paul gets every song wrong. Yes, on the podcast <laughs> every once a month. See if you can hey, come spot on, his. Come on, come on guys, I'm American. Come on, come on. We got to edit this out. Chris Charles, oh, we man. mad to think of this drivel. Oh, man. Well, listen, thank you both. And um, do you know what? Keep doing what you're doing, John. Paul, keep doing what you're doing. And we'll always yeah. keep being QPR fans. And good luck to the lads on Saturday this week and Saturday next week. Let's hope we get six points and um, we keep smiles on faces. The Doddy put there, the team will leave there. Thanks for listening. And uh, this has been Open All Ours. Thank you. <laughs>